they've got ten seconds oh! remaining. Three, four, Looks like it's going to be a draw. Looks like it's heading for a draw. Maguire down the line. North. Oh! Well, hi everybody! Welcome back to the Lot Pod, the Lot Seventeen A Leeds Rhinos podcast. This is the match review panel for Leeds Rhinos versus Hull. Again, we are back to the Rhinos getting battered at home. Thankfully, I had two brand new guests to review this one on the match review panel with me this week. Joining me was Phil and Adam. Again, I always say it, but two great guests. Poor sods. Welcome to the Lot Pod, Adam and Phil. Uh, getting your teeth into this shocking defeat. Anyway, here is the match review panel for Leeds versus Hull. Enjoy. We've got t- ten seconds remaining. Looks like it's going to be a draw. Looks like it's heading for a draw. Maguire down the line. North. Hi everyone, welcome to the match review panel for Leeds versus Hull. I'm pleased to say I've got two brand new newbies to the podcast today. Two newbies to review this game. Poor sods, I'll introduce them now. The first one is Phil. Hi Phil. Evening all. And lastly, but not least, it is another newbie in Adam. Hi Adam, mate. Hi, hi, hi. thanks for having me on. Not a problem, not a problem at all. Thank you for both showing interest in wanting to come on and review this game, you poor, poor sods. Uh, I'm not sure if any of you, if you've listened to every previous podcast and match reviews we, we have done this season, but we've tried, I don't know how the hell we're going to do this on this review, but we've all always tried to start the match reviews with positives. Now, in terms of this game, I, I don't know what positives we're going to take out of it. But Adam, did you get, did you see anything, any time we could kind of cling on to in this game? Any positivity at all, no matter how small? Uh, I think maybe the last 10 minutes or so, if that. Mm. I mean, I'm literally clutching at straws, if I'm being deadly honest. We have to, we have to, yeah, we have to. Yeah, I mean, there's only when the, the attack seemed fairly okay. Mm. Couple of tries at end. I mean, that's all I can think. Really, I mean, deadly honest. Phil, anything? Uh, I think probably the fact that we didn't didn't really pick up any more serious injuries is only positive for me, to be honest. Um, yeah. Watching that back, um, you know, we managed to come through it. 
without losing any more players. Um, so yeah, I think that was the only positive <laughs> from, from it from my perspective, really. Well, I agree with I agree with you both. I've got three three positives written down here. I think the first one, the biggest one, where we didn't get nilled because look, watching that game and being at the game, yeah. sitting with my friends and people around us. Everyone were kind of thinking, look, we're going to get nilled here because we were so, so bad. So that was one positive. Second positive, Adam touched on it there. I thought Caesars passed, what it, Briscoe's try. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. that. That would have, I know, it were absolutely rubbish as they all were, but that would a decent pass. And then the third positive I have is Jake Connor didn't get an hat trick. So we've got <laughs> small victories, yeah. the smallest of. We can take them ones, can't we? Yeah, take everything. We'll cling on to everything we've got, and we really are scraping the barrel and clutching at straws, as Adam said. So, in terms of the game, let's just dive in. We were absolutely appalling. We were horrific. What? Where? Where do you want to start with that one, Adam? And what? What? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, for me, I don't know where to start. I think there's so many um, things which you can really properly complain about. I mean. To be fair, I thought we start. I didn't. I mean, we didn't start too bad. I thought first 10, 15 minutes a bit scrappy. I know mm. we defended a few decent sets on our line, but and then yeah. also when when Connor scored, when um, Connor scored that first try, when he like, I think did he like pretend to kick? Yeah, and it, it just went through. If I, I think it was Blake Austin, wasn't it? He didn't even really. I don't really like him, but you know, it's mm. a bit of magic from him. And then as soon as that first try went, Ed, Ed's Ed, Ed went down and just confidence just dropped. I mean. You, you could you could easily see it. Um, mm. I think from there, from even the first try, it just it was just a very long night. If I'm being honest, what did you make of it, Phil? Yeah, yeah, I know it won't it won't good to watch. Um, luckily, like I says, I, I wasn't there in person, but my daughter wasn't that. But look at you, being season <laughs> ticket holders, would have been there, but. Um, yeah, I just th- I thought we were just we were second best to everything really. We, we lost yeah. everything. We didn't even seem to compete. We we were losing every collision, every contact. We were having to get three and four men into tackle, and that wasn't even just to slow it down. That would even just to to stop them making yards forward. We just yeah. we just seemed to yeah we just seemed to you know second best to everything really, and it, it were poor by Leeds Rhino standards and. Just on Jake Connor there, you know, he, he could have played. He could have played Thursday night in a, in a dinner suit, probably, and he, you know, he wouldn't have had an ounce of mud on him, would he? Because we just nobody could get there in front Rhino's side. Um, he certainly but, didn't. He, he didn't have an ounce of mud on him in first half, did he? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. That's he, an absolute fact. Yeah. Even we know we know how, how what type of player he is and that and stuff, but I think. I think that's something we're lacking at Leeds at the minute. It's just somebody who's got that little bit of sort of like now about who can actually turn a game. We've lost that spark now. Um, mm. we, we just, we, as pattern of playing as attack, just it's just too predictable, and other defenses just read it, and we, we've no real threat across the park now for me. Don't know what you, do guys you think, think. Do you think when just just touching on that, Phil? Do you think we need so much more from players like Aidan Caesar and Blake Austin in that regard? Yeah, they they haven't offered anything really so far, and I don't know. I don't know if it seems to be like a bit of an oodoo for any of these sort of like star players. What comes to rhinos, they, they just don't seem to step up to that next level, do they? You know, like when when Blake Austin won at Warrington and, and Aidan Caesar at Huddersfield. Like I said, they had that spark where they they could get a grip of the game and they could they could turn a game and, and do something magical, which would obviously turn all the the fortunes of the game into our favour. Whereas as soon as I come to Leeds, we seem to have lost that, and it, it, it's just 
when you're watching it, it's hard to see where a, a spark's going to come from or some, somebody's going to turn that game on its head or do something a little bit special. Just, you know, it, it, it seems to be, we don't seem to have that anywhere across the park and it's it's hard to see where our points are going to come from, really. Yeah. I think you, when, when you look at the, the side that Hull had out, as in the side that were playing and the injuries, I mean, they, they had no Tumavave, no, no Taylor, no Gale, no Reynolds. They, they pretty much didn't have any halfbacks out there on, on Friday. No, so you kind of know that the only real threat in that regard is Jake Connor. It is Jake yeah, Connor. Yeah. You just, we just, all we had to, I know there's obviously more players there, but we really just had to nullify Jake Connor. That, that, that should have been the biggest task for, for our defence. And we couldn't even do that, Adam. No, no, no. I mean, I remember when, I think it was um, the first, oh. no, I think it was the second try um, they had. Blake Austin, I don't know if you if you remember it, probably the most pathetic attempt of a tackle I've ever seen. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah he came across and, and like slid on his knees, didn't he? I mean, that was just, just pathetic. That was just, that was just so easy. Um, but just to, obviously the previous point where you're saying about, you know, Austin and Seas are not really doing much. I, don't get me wrong, I don't think they have. However, I also think, it's that's from the back of the forwards, you know. If you want yeah. the forwards to build some kind of platform in a game, I think we, we like, especially in Thursday night, we got completely dominated through the middle. So, so many times, like it was what when it, we didn't get to the halfway line, thirty meter line, and we were just yeah. kicking up field. So I can kind, of, I can get it in a way. I can, don't get me wrong. I think probably haven't really done a lot this year, but then again, you need to flip it around. They need a platform to to start on at least, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean. So yeah, that's my yeah, idea. Just on the forwards there, I've got a couple of um, stats here for our three main props, our three props who who played this game. We've got Zane Setavano, 48 metres. Matt Pryor, 58 metres. And then Mikkel Edsky, 78 metres. And that is just absolutely diabolical. There's no... That is, that is just indefensible. You look at Chris Satay. For all, he got 200 plus on his own. Didn't he get injured? 200 plus on his own. Oh, yeah. Didn't he come off at some stage with his knee? I remember seeing ice on his knee or something. And yet, he's got... He's still got Jesus, yeah. Just says it all, doesn't it? So, is is this, to me, and sometimes I I perhaps look, whenever I see metres like these from, from a forward pack, I just think that's an attitude problem. Yeah, and that and that that's what I was saying. Trying to get uh, probably a little bit earlier on is like you said. He, I mean, the, the, there's only really if you look at anybody who sort of like plays with a little bit of passion or whatever in that squad mm-hmm. a minute, and it's probably Brad Dwyer. You know, he, he's always yeah. like a little Terry, a little bit angry, and he, he seems mm-hmm. to have that little bit of desire to want to mm-hmm. win. But I, I don't see that from other players across Park, me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to see where that, that, like I said, for me that that thing's coming from. But do do you think do you think the the problems are running a lot deeper than what we're actually seeing? Um, I, there's definitely an issue with Jack Broadbent, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely something at play there. One hundred percent. I mean, I, I'm I'm not I'm not kind of I don't know anything at all. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know any inside information or anything like that. But there is definitely, if you ask me an issue there because you look at that side that started and Briscoe's back in again even though Newman's injured mm. Broadbent has to start he, he, has does, to he start. does for me he's, he's a threat he, 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 he... 
he, he is a threat and he is good or somebody what's going to yeah. give us a bit of strike. He's been ripping it up in, in academy and reserves and that. And, and then you've got, you know, I know Morgan Gannon's on his agenda, um, but he, he's got him playing in centre and he's not a centre. No. You know, you've got somebody who's a genuine threat there. And, and you know, Tom Briscoe's been a good servant for Leeds and he's a finisher, mm. but he's not a centre. And against Catalans, they absolutely terrorised him down that left down that centre where he was playing. Yeah. Uh, every time, you know, I think he's got turning circle of the juggernaut now, and it's on Briscoe. <laughs> so, you know, they, they, had, they had an absolute field there down his side, didn't they, against Catalans, and other teams are just gonna gonna pick that and and, and, and run it all day long, aren't they? Whereas, like you said, I think get get Jack Broadbent and give him a go. You know, give Morgan Gannon, put get him playing back in the natural positions for me. Yeah, it it makes so much sense, don't you think, Adam? Even even say. So, all right, say Jack Jab did, did play centre and say it was a bit, you know, defensively a bit shady. You know, I'm not really going to complain too much because he's, he's young. Like, the thing is, though, we've, exactly. we've, we've got our old Tom Briscoe, what? 30? Too old. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, at times he's running on, he's running on quicksand. So mm. it's like, he's not going to get any quicker. He's not going to change mm. in the next year or two. It, you know what I mean? You've got time on your side. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure you know. I'm sure every young player is not going to be. Well, they're not. Every young player is not going to be there straight away. They need time on this side, and Jack Bobbin has. So I don't really get what they're waiting for. If that makes sense. Yeah, Tom Tom Briscoe is on. He's on the downward now. Is is what? Is no. over thirty? He's thirty one, thirty two. Yeah, thirty one, thirty two. Yeah, and he has been a champion player. He's been an absolute champion. But it's now time. We know what we get with Briscoe now. It's now time for Jack Broadbent yeah. to come in and start his his path upwards mm. towards getting more first team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But and I do think that the fact that he hasn't played now, there, there has to be an issue between him and Agar. There just has there, to be. There's, there's when, got to yeah. be something there. There's got to be something there at all. For you know, I think maybe we, we you know we probably put a little bit too much pressure on Adi Newman as well, thinking that. He, he were going to be our sort of like go-to person. But, you know, I, I think looking at it, we're probably forced him back from injury a little bit too quick. He, he obviously well, wanted, 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 wanted yeah. to come back, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm all for, you know. And then it, it makes a guy's job easier for me, I think. If, you, if, you, if you're breeding them them young lads and you're getting them into the squad and that and stuff, if things don't go right, as Adam just said there, you've got an excuse and you're trying something different rather than it's the same yeah. old excuse after excuse in, yeah. in every in every yeah. post-match you know, conference afterwards. You're giving someone a go that deserves the chance. Yeah. You know, and then exactly. it does make a mistake. Like Adam said, you go, well, he's a young kid. You know, has he, got, he hasn't even got 20 games. Maybe just yeah. 20 games. Yeah. Yeah. They have yeah. to, you know, how many people, players came through our academy and became world-class Mm. We know we know it well, and we know that they make mistakes. But they, he needs the chance. This this Broadbent situation to me rings true to what similar to what Ash what happened to Ash Golding. Yeah, you know, yeah. I remember I remember whenever that period of time was where Golding just couldn't get a game. You know, they were playing like Cam Smith at halfback, yeah. where I think it would reach him out, and moving Liam Sutcliffe to fullback just to. Just because he's not, not play Ash Golding, yeah. and this I'm getting a similar feeling. I don't know about you two, maybe looking into it too much. But I'm getting a similar feeling with Jack Broadbent at the moment. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll soon get frustrated, won't he? And and, and then he'll, he'll want to go play elsewhere when he, his first team mm-hmm. chances are going to be so limited. 
you know, they'll want to start to go and look elsewhere. And, you know, maybe just on that as well, you know, we don't seem to have that success anymore. We're bringing that youthful players mm. through now, do we? Where Rhinos, we were, we were renowned for it and, and, you know, we had a good conveyor belt of players coming through, but other clubs just seem to get them through into their first team squad a lot quicker than what we do now. And they get, they get the benefit of them and we, we don't seem to do that anymore. It's because we, we threw them in, didn't we? We threw them in and said, go on then, show us what you got. Yeah, if 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 they were if they were old enough, they were good enough, weren't they? You know, if they were playing well, they'd put them in despite their age. Where whereas now at minute, we we seem to go for for likes of Blake Austin and Aidan Caesar, a little bit more seasoned pros, and mm. when they come in, they just don't seem to have that desire and and that and that, that will and want to play to the best of their ability. Because again, as you touched on there, a lot of them are sort of like on the downward spiral now, aren't they? Yeah, mm. I um I feel like um. Obviously, when you said conveyor belt, like, obviously, like, it's probably not as quick and not as frequent as we've got. So, it's like, if we've got a young player, use them. And, you know, there's, there's nothing else as a fan to see a youngster out there, you know, playing for a you know, hometown club, whatever. It's really exciting for fans as well. So, but, yeah, I, I agree with Phil there. We got a conveyor belt. It's more disappointing that everybody else can see it, but the, the people can actually make it happen. You know, yeah. I think everybody in Edinburgh the night. It just seems so simple. Makes sense. You know, just, just play the guy. Instead of playing someone out of position, play a kid. Exactly. Yeah. Someone who knows that position, the, the, the use that systems what the club are playing. You know, I think every, the 10, 11, 12,000 fans up there on the night, they, are, they all can see it besides the people what can actually make it happen for the fans and, mm. and the players, you know. So, like you said, I think... Are we not getting the full the full impact of the story really? I think the, the, I think there's some a little bit of miss behind the scenes for me. There could um, be, yeah, there could be. Speaking of young kids and getting a chance, we only although Corey Johnson did start the game, he did only get twenty minutes. What did you think of that, Adam? You think we should have seen him again in this game? <laughs> I mean, uh, I didn't think it was too bad. I mean, mm. I mean Dougie Mong were poor obviously all game, but. 20 minutes, you know, as a youngster, you'd, you'd probably be a bit disappointed with that, if I'm being honest. Um, mm. You know, you'd want to play a bit more than that, at least maybe in half. At least you do it, you can do it half each, yeah. 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off, 20 minutes on. Do you know what I mean? Rotate a bit more, but uh, yeah, I thought he did all right. I thought he tackled well, if I'm being honest. He's probably not more of a running hooker than um, Dwyer, if I'm being honest, but each to their own, every, every, every hook is different. Um, but yeah, it'd probably be a disappointment, I thought. What did you make of that, Phil? That Corey Johnson only got twenty minutes. Do you think he should have got some more game time? Yeah, yeah, might, yeah. yeah. You know, like we were saying, you know, Adams just touched on it there to play a start twenty minutes and then just sit sit out for an hour. It, it, you know, again, it, it must have been really frustrating for him, especially with how the game went out as well. You know, probably just sat there itching to get oh, absolutely. And, Looking and again, the game. throw him in, throw him in, throw him in and let him play. How can you not throw me into this situation just to try something new? Oh, uh, but also, on the other side of that, can you imagine what's going through his mind when they sat there that we're absolutely getting beat in every yeah. area? And he yeah. sat there and he's yeah. thinking, what more do I need to do now? So if we were winning, beating teams easily and everything were going well, he wouldn't yeah. have been playing. And we're absolutely getting shooed in every department. And, and it's the, still the poor lad still sat on bench. Uh, uh, what more do you have to do? <laughs> yeah. You know. I thought that um, when Dwyer came after 20 minutes, I thought that they were just going to spell. You know what I mean? Mm. thought Dwyer had finished the half. 
uh, Corey had, you know, and then another 20 for Corey and then kind of 20 minute spells, but then he just, we just never saw him again. I thought a bit of a, ye old Brian McDermott tactic, I was gutted, especially because when he was starting, as much as uh, <laughs> yeah. Broadbent not being in at all shocked me. I thought, well, at least we're going to see Corey get some decent game time, but then he gets hooked. Yeah. Um, just like the point that was said about using young, so it's just another sign of, I don't know if it's a sign, yeah. but it's, it's just another instance where, <laughs> I, don't know, like, I mean, there's no, I think there's a really good feeling seeing a youngster play for, play for a club, and I love it. Although I'm a bit jealous, I wish it were me. But yeah, you know I mean, like, <laughs> you want to see? What twenty minutes? I'd be, I'd be fairly disappointed if I was there. Uh, yeah, Corey Johnson. I think, um, I think Richard Agar's office door would have had a big queue outside of it on Monday morning, wouldn't it? Saying, you know, what more do we have to do, Gaffer, here to get some take game time to get in? Especially <laughs> off the back. <laughs> I, I can't remember what game it was where. Might have been, I think it might have been Wigan. He, he, played at, he played at Wigan, didn't he? And he, came he, on, he came on at Wigan. And Agar kind of said after a game, like a couple of these lads have playing themselves out of the team. And it's like, oh, wow, here we go. Oh, yeah. Like, see. Yeah. I can't remember if it was Wigan or Catalan, but they were like, a couple of these lads are playing themselves out of the team. And then, guess what, next week, there's still no Broadbent. There's still... It didn't last long, did it? No, not at all. They're playing them out in training, in games and training, that's it. <laughs> 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 They're not but I think... I think in, just going back to our forward pack, I'd like to get both your thoughts if I can on Zenta Avano. I think as a marquee man, I've got I've always if you've ever heard this before, I've got a massive thing about marquee players should be giving marquee performances. And this man, for me at the moment, has done nothing at all to um to earn that status. So what have you made of his time at Leeds, Adam? Um yeah, it was nowhere to be seen. He won't, you know, he's meant to be, you know, he was like an RL superstar. And don't want me, RL was very good. And you, yeah, he was. You Just rubbish here, unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you expect a bit of like when you first come over to England, you know, I don't expect him to hit the ground running straight away because, mm. you know, new country, new environment, new players, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But it's been what, over a year? It's been over a year now, hasn't it? Yeah, we've not seen much. There's no real, there's no change apart from last season when they were getting red cards every week, and he ain't got a red card yet. So that's, <laughs> that's the only real decent. Every cloud. Yeah. And we know you don't have to do much to get one of them these days. Oh, <laughs> <Over> the <yellow. laughs> oh. What have you made of his of his of Tevano's time at Leeds, Phil? So far, yeah, is is it a missing? It's a bit, it's a bit like a roller coaster. Um, I think against Catalans this season, he didn't do too bad. He, he seemed to put his centre out a bit, but again, putting yourself around about a bit in five ten minutes spurts isn't good enough, is it? When when no. you know you should be like you said that you know that marquee player probably obviously getting paid a lot of money has come across and and you know you expect him to be to, to be performing to that standard week in week out and and again I just don't think we're getting it and I don't think we're getting it with I don't think his recruitment's been very good you know I mean Fusser two is another one you know he, we haven't we've lost that strike and a, a, a dedicated to like try scorer and a finisher really he, you know he hadn't he hadn't really done what he was supposed to do. Um, in, in terms of that, but yeah, you know, Tetevano, I think he's been here long enough now to 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 yeah. embed it in, and like you know, Adam says there, you, you want to see him just do a little bit, somewhat more in them games now, and we don't seem to be getting it. You expect no. a lot more, a lot more for marquee money, as you say. 
Yeah, of course you do. I mean, I'm not. I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting J- Jamie Peacock or no. Alex Wormsley. But no. I mean, for this this guy to be on marquee money, he, he needs. We need. We need so much more from him. There hasn't been many games. In fact, I can't remember one game where I've looked at him in terms of our pack and thought, wow, he is leading this pack. It's nine out of ten times it's a Ledsky or Pryor. And it's yeah. like he, he's yeah. second fiddle to them where he should be. I can't remember who said it. I think it was Adam who said, you know, this guy's got NRL pedigree. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think he even won it with the Roosters, if I remember rightly. So you think he should be the one saying, right, look, um, you know, you don't have to say it, but you know, as the marquee man, I'm going to lead this pack, and you all follow me. And yet, instead, they're following Prior and Oletsky night mm. nine out of ten times. It just drives me nuts. You know, you know, in terms of that though, you know, it's hard to see where. I mean, it's hard to see where his leadership's coming from, isn't it? You know, as Adam says, in his in his yeah. go for in his go forward, you've got Oletsky and Prior. I think Prior does yeah. a lot of work. Off, mm. You know, and he get he does all the work, which is sort of like really goes unnoticed. You just you have that yeah. expectation in him now is a bit of a workhorse, but like you said, as, as taking ball forward and stuff, we struggle. We we haven't got an Alex Wormsley or anyone else like that. Or you know, yeah. I think since we lost Kylie and, and Jamie Peacock and, and others and Sinny in that year, we 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 haven't had any of that direction, unfortunately. No, do you so, think we are a prop short? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even um, with, I think we're a prop short, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's what I'm saying about as as recruitment, really. You know, where's it come from? What's his what's his priorities in in terms of the squad and his depth of the squad? You know, I think I think it like like I think there's a lot of issues behind the scenes which we obviously don't know too much about, really. Someone mentioned it on one of the previous podcasts. Can't remember it was. I have to apologise, but. In terms of recruitment and us being a, a prop short, they said, Ava Sumanafanai, <laughs> someone of that ilk in this side, would um, mm-hmm. would just slot straight in. Yeah, I was literally just going to say that. that. Have, yeah. I, in, in our team now, just that proper go forward, proper grit. No, yeah, no just goal constant, goal. yeah. Mm. You can only hope that someone like that becomes a bit. I know the NRL started now. So you can only hope that mid-season now we can get someone like that if we get rid of Bodine Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Easier said Bodine, than done. <laughs> yeah, Bodine gets there as fast as he can, doesn't he, at the minute? He, you know, it just seems to be two minutes too late. <laughs> um, oh, we've lost Adam. I'm sure he'll pop back in. In terms of the halves again, it seemed to be... Blake Austin doing most of the kicking on Thursday night. I just yeah. think season, season really needs to control the game more. Yeah, and, and that, that's what I'm saying. When you compare what he did at Uddersfield, he, he had his hands yeah, yeah. on the ball most of the time, didn't he? Everything, everything came off him, whereas here, th- there's none of that. And, and we just seem to go from left to right, just too lateral all the time. There's no direction. And, you know, I don't think he's involved enough in, in, in terms of what we'd expect and what we know he's capable of from his, from his Giants days. He doesn't seem very vocal, does he? No. He, he I, seems I know we went from Gale. Who, yeah, I know we went from Gale who were very vocal and very mm. physical in, in, you know, flapping his arms and shouting at people. But in terms of Caesar, just, or, and Austin, maybe they are, but 
the, the, both of them come across to me as not very vocal and and demanding. Do, do you yeah. think that the two the two similar players as well? Do you think the two are like you know you know like you like your halfbacks just like, like complement each other, don't you? A little mm. bit and, and one have a bit more organisation, the other one have a little bit more direction and that type of mm. stuff and go forward. Where I think I don't know, I think, maybe just me, I might be missing the point, but I think the two. I think I know Blake Austin's more of a runner, but I'm to, I'm struggling to see what Caesars try to bring, and you know I, I think they, I think they're trying to play too much alike, really. I got the feeling on Thursday, and again, this is just my, my reading of it, that Austin kind of looked at Caesar and were like, he's either off it or he's not doing enough. So he, he kind of tried to influence the game a bit more because obviously he did majority of the kicking, especially in the first half. So I, I got the feeling that, I don't know, maybe, I just feel like we were definitely missing Leeming without a shadow oh, of a Yeah, massive. percent leading him. So whether, I mean, in terms, Ash Hanley was the captain, he is the vice-captain. Do you, do, you, do you think, Adam, that wingers can be captains or do you think it's more of a a prop or a halfback's job to more, more, be more vocal inside the field? Um, I mean, does it matter? Logically, you probably think it probably does. However, if, if you know, in the training group, you know, in the mm. games, he is loud and they see him, you know, to do the job. I don't really see why not wear the play, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, if, if they see him fit and they see him, you know, he's, he should be the vice captain, you know, why not? What do you make of that, Phil? Do you think wingers can be captains? I think it, it's hard. I imagine it's hard. It depends how much sort of like influence you try to have over the team, aren't you? You know, mm-hmm. if 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 you're on sideline a little bit, you know, I, I agree. He's, they've all got a role to play in a leadership role, but I think if you're looking for a little bit more influential leadership from your captain, you know, you need somebody who's in and around it, aren't you? Not really just coming in when you know we're coming out as as own half or working ball out and then they're dropping back onto wing. It's hard to see how they can mm. influence others with their performance and leadership, really. So yeah. I, I think Cruz Lehman's been the perfect choice when he's there because he's, he's, he's vocal in, and you can see yeah, him directing yeah. stuff and, and he's go forward. Um, but yeah, I, I think Anley is, is sort of like probably a good a good vice captain, a good backup. But, you know, I think we need some, I think we need as middles to step up, really. And as I, oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, but all, all, I know, I know the rest of the squad are absolutely pants on Thursday, but <laughs> that forward pack, I can't remember who said it, but they really need to set the platform for the halves and, yeah. and backs yeah. to kind of get some at working and get some players that they've worked on actually working on the field. I mean, yeah, yeah, we've, we've battered the forwards enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we need more. <laughs> So we've kind of held back on one man. I'm sure everyone listening to this is shouting at the headphones or however you listened to it. Why are you talking about Richard Agar? Well, we will now. We've kind of held back on it because I've got a bit of audio to play. This was what Richard Agar had to say after the loss to Hull. Take a listen. It's one that I'm sort of struggling a little bit to get my head around why, why it was so bad and give you guys any real concrete, valid reasons, and probably look to get a few more answers off the boys uh, tomorrow. Uh, but as always, I will stress, 
Uh, it's my responsibility and it rests with me and I need to get more and better out of these players or, or I'll be looking at, you know, I'll be looking at whether I can get the best out of them, you know, because I'm sort of past the point in my, uh, in my life and career where, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to flog a dead horse. <laughs> so we'll have to, you know, we'll have to turn it around and prove that we're committed to each other. Um, or it's going to be a long, you know, it's going to be a long tough season. Uh, but but I think they can, you know. Wow, just wow. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it's it's frustrating, isn't it? He's head coach and he's meant to be giving us the answers we're looking for. And I just, yeah, it sounds like it's just that's his collecting his pension statement for me. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's stayed too long now, and that were kind of like him think for me testing waters, if to say so, like you know that's it now. I think and there's no there's no great shakes in that, but you can't you can't stand there afterwards and say that I'm at that stage in my career where I can't flog a dead horse. It, it, you know, it, the, there's <laughs> hundreds of thousands of Leeds fans looking to him for answers. Yeah, and, and what he's going to do about it with his squad of players and things like that, where I think he's probably he's stayed on a bit too long. You know, I think he's took this squad of players as far as he could take them now. And I think, you know, it's time for somebody else to to come in and, and take over and give us an, a new lease or something, really. Mm. I mean, at least we're being honest. <laughs> <You> know, <maybe laughs> it yeah, won't yeah. like, like, yeah. bullshitting us. Like, I mean, give him, give him credit for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I you expect a bit more from your coach to at least give you some sort of answer or some sort of, um, well, anything really to go well after Thursday night. Um, but yeah, the question is, who, who do you bring in? Who do you know what I mean? Where do you go? This is it, isn't it? This is it. There's not that many. Coaches who you probably have at minute who are not employed or we, we, we don't really we don't know anything about, do we? No. It seems to be a, we've got a small pool to choose from, and mm. and you know who, who would we want really coming in, you know? But I think one thing for certain, I think we'd all agree that I think Agar's days are numbered out. There, I think they've got to be. Hmm. If you had to, if you had to put a new head coach in, then who would you, who would you, who would you fancy at the minute? I mean, it depends who's available. Like, who would come to Leeds? <laughs> as we are now, do you know what I mean? Um, it's a hundred million dollar question, isn't it? Um, yeah. For me, the, the biggest thing for me though, is from like when we lost to Warrington in round one, like that was like really unlucky loss at and it went from everybody grafting their ass off for 80 minutes you know had a man a man sent off for most of the game to mm. this I don't get how it's changed so much in what six weeks yeah it's, it's, I don't get how it's gone from that to this I don't understand that. The, the players still do need to take quite a lot of responsibility as well as yeah of course they do yeah. also, I, I, I don't get what's changed I'm more like what 
So I was saying, who do who do you bring in? It's still there now. It's still in the job now. So I can only presume it's still going to be there for the next few weeks at least. But we don't know. But it's just how, how it's gone so quick, how it's changed. Do you know what I mean? Especially attitude-wise. Dramatically, mm. really. That's the surprising thing for me. I don't think Gary Etherington hasn't really come out and said anything, has he? hasn't said out in terms of supporting Agar or that Statement at six o'clock in the morning. Breaking news. Breaking news, six AM. It's always six AM with rhinos, isn't it? On Twitter. <laughs> so the poll results, sorry, just to nip in, were time to go now, 66%. So clearly the fans who voted on this poll think Agar's time is now. They should go. But if it does go, as we've just discussed, who's available, who would come in? Is there anyone out there that, that, that you'd like to see come in, Adam? Um, um, I mean, I mean... <sighs> I mean, like quite a lot of people think Tony Smith and Danny Maguire would be a a good pairing to come back. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think I think Um. Um. I think I could probably, I could see, probably that. see that. Um, um, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell couldn't you. Tell you who you bring in if I'm being honest. Chris is a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. Phil, anyone that you would like to see come in? I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Who's available? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, NRL stars. I know there's, there's rumours. Anyway, Trent, Robinson, Trent Robinson, happy, happy Roosters. at Roosters. Would 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 take, would take him? I'd like to do so. You know, he's got, you know, a, he's got, got a good track record. record. Mm. He knows he knows Super League, do not he? And he plays a good plays a good rugby, but, rugby, but he, he, when you look when across, you look the, across board, the board, the, the talent, the talent looking at coaching at minute, minute, he's very shallow for me. Yeah, yeah. I'd like I'd like to go down and I know we got burnt by Ferner, but I, I'd still just looking at like the success that and it's easy to look this way, but looking over at St. Ellen's and the two coaches that they've just had back to back. Yeah. You know, they've kind of yeah, in Holbrook and Wolf, they've kind of just gone NRL assistant. They come over here, do their apprenticeship, and then they kind of go back over there to be mm. an NRL head coach. I'd love to see us go that way. Yeah, yeah. So I'd love to see us try to, because I, I feel, I, I do feel we do, in my opinion, 100% need an NRL Australian coach. I think that we need that revamp. We need someone who has no ties to the club to just come in, kind of stamp their authority on it and say look, you've been rubbish, we're doing this now, you either play exactly as I want you to in this style, in this fashion, or I'll, I'll, I'll just sign someone else or I'll play a kid who'll listen to me. You look at St. Ellen's now, and I know I'll keep going back to St. Ellen's, but you go to St. Ellen's, they, they are drilled to within an inch of the life. You can just tell the line speed in defence, 
is unbelievable. It, it will go the other night, 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 won't it? Absolutely electric. And you know that Kristen Wolf has drilled that into him and said, look, yeah, this, is, yeah. this is the foundation. And if you're not up to this speed and this standard, I'll just play a kid or sign someone who I know for a fact will do it. So and I just think how, how, how good was Johnny Lowe Johnny afterwards, afterwards at that screen? Yeah. Oh, talking yeah. talking yeah. about what he was what seeing, he was seeing and doing, and, doing and, and all that. It was just, it was just an, another, level, another for level for me. Yeah. The insight were unbelievable. So for me, I, I'd go down that route. Now, it might not work out. It might be like, what was his face at wire? Steve Price? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It might be that route. But for me, it's worth it's worth the risk. Especially because I, I think, and I've said this on a previous pod, but the Rhinos and coaching the Rhinos and the stadium and the history that we have and the pedigree we have is one of the most attractive jobs in the game. So I think to me, you could go to one of the top Maybe the assistant at the Roosters, who I forgot, or Stephen Kearney at Melbourne, who has previously been an NRL head coach. Someone like that, we could say, look, come to us. This is what we've got. We need you. And, and even if it's a short fix, even if it's two, three years max, kind of like what Saints have been doing. Yeah. Just yeah. to get just to get us back consistently. Get the ball rolling. Get the ball rolling. Yeah, just consistently to get that winning mentality back. Because at the moment we've we've got nothing. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, see, we, we see we need a big change, change, don't we? Absolutely. We need, and that, we need, that, 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 that comes from us coaches, coaches as well. As well. Um, definitely, definitely a fresh coach with new ideas. Who that is, I, I, I don't know. But I said on a previous pod that why we we should we are lead rhinos and we should be able to get if we want a coach in Super League. Surely, you know, if, say say for instance. We wanted Ian Watson. Surely, surely he would come to us. Fair enough, we'd have to buy him out of his contract. But you know, we could, we should be looking at coaches who are winning jobs. He's not going to say that. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm still. Like I said earlier. I mean, what? I mean, what? Season started. A lot, of a fans, lot of fans are saying, are saying, oh, hey guys, oh, hey guys, the chance, chance. So, so I don't, I, I don't understand dramatic, dramatic change in five, six, five, six from, weeks from round one. Round one. Mm. Like, like, I understand, I understand if nine, if nine, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm as well, well, but, but, like, I've, 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 is that is that is is thing mentally thing mentally? Like, remember somehow last somehow last year we went to Wembley Grand Final. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> I mean, easy I mean, easy to forget that on a day like today. And and probably a man probably a man as as the guy as the guy being being caught up on the front. It's a it's a massive yeah yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, we got burned badly by Ferner, didn't we? Really. Six months, eight months. Do you know what I mean? That's you know what I mean. That's all. That's my. Mm. That's my plan. Yeah, make some good points. So, in in a word, gentlemen, moving the last word we'll have on Richard Agar. Um, Adam, is it time for Richard Agar to go now or not? Give it to solve. Give it to solve. Phil, is it time now or not? 
I'd love to make the change now rather than in a four or five weeks' time. Yeah, me too. Straight while my hands hot. I've seen enough, and um, I think it's time for Agar to go. Talking of ex Leeds players, um, Danny Ward this week, last week, got a job in Rugby Union. So that's another Rugby League former Rugby League player, former Rugby League head coach, transferring to Union. There's loads over there now. Is this an issue? Is there a bigger issue at player, Phil, where? We're losing these coaches and these legends to the opposition. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, I, it, I is. think it is. Mm. You know, it's gone, you know, to, it's gone to Rotherham Park, 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 haven't they? Yes. Martin, 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 You look at the number of the number coaches, coaches now. And, you know, Farrell, Mike Ford, Sean Edwards, Kevin Simpson, Paul Deacons. Yeah. They've all the, the gone across and they're the, 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 the never, ever going to come, come back to rugby league, league now. We've lost them forever, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, lost we've lost them because we haven't we got, we haven't been able, 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 able to put them coaches into the jobs, the jobs what for their development. And you know, you know, rugby league's rugby league's lost the unions again. Again, yeah. The retention, the retention of our, of our coaches, British coaches, coaches which is why we're always having some NRL. Yeah, precisely. If Andy Farrell, Kevin Sinfield, Paul Deacon, Danny Ward, Sean Edwards were lurking around rugby league, I'm sure one of them would be in line for Rhino's I mean, job. I mean, could you, could could you, you imagine, could you imagine years, ago years ago with Sean Edwards, Sean Edwards and, Andy and Andy Farrell? Farrell. You, you'd have said, you'd you know, have said five, you know, in 10 years' time, time you're going to be you're going to be an Ireland, Ireland and France rugby union. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just laughed. 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 They just I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest thing for me is right. the league, unclubbing it, unclubbing it, and there's some chances in the championship. Yeah. I mean, I've just said that. If the Kyrgyz getting even the Champions League, at least at least in rugby league. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It worked wonders. It worked wonders. Wonders was a super, super, super. Fuck here, fuck here, we got that. We can beat, we can beat us. Um. It's a big loss for Spot. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, is it London, isn't it? So, is it London, isn't it? 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 Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Yeah, I believe yeah. so, yeah. So, it's, it's, it's all, isn't it? It's all, isn't it? It's all, isn't it? It's all, isn't it? Mm-hmm. motor neuron and things you know he really was the face of the whole sport in, during that period and then for us to lose him to Leicester Tigers I just think we should have really even the RFL and Super League yeah. players like that and Andy Farrell you know these who are household names of the sport for him to go over there and not slagging off Danny Ward and like Paul Deacon players like that but Andy Farrell and Sean Edwards and Kevin Sinfield, these are faces that when they're on television, people instantly think that's rugby league. Oh, he's an ex rugby league player. And to, 
I just think that Super League and the RFL should, maybe they have, maybe we don't know, but should we do don't the, the market well, 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 do we? No, to try and keep no. them on board. No, 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 we don't market that's it well what, at all. That's what rugby league needs. Rugby Absolutely. It's a massive shame, yeah, and especially as you said, Danny Ward, a young up and coming head coach in rugby league, mm, yeah. has kind of looked at the situation looked at his job offers if he had any and he's gone yeah I think I will go to uh, League One the opposition yeah I think I will I think I will go over there because that seems more attractive than what I've got in terms of offers from Rugby League mm-hmm. I just think maybe it's just there uh, tidying his uh, tidying biding his time like Lee Radford I know he went and did a little bit of um, union coaching after he left Hull and obviously he's come back maybe that's the case with Danny Ward but I just don't think it's a good look for the sport when no, no. these these coaches and especially the bigger names. Again, no offense, Danny, if you're not listening, but when we lose <laughs> them to um to the opposition, I, I always just kind of hold my head in my hands and think, oh, another one, another yeah, one gone. Yeah. And it's like Phil said, they're never going to come back ever. No, no, no. They, 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 they get these like a defense coach, coach, coach. That seems to be the way in, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Goes a defense, goes a defense coach, 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 an attack, an coach. attack coach. Mm. They never, the, the never edge to start with. Start with. Whereas, Whereas, you know, you know rugby league, they put them straight in, as, straight an in coach, as an head coach, wouldn't they? Yeah, straight in and say, right, you're, you're head coach now. Biggest name we've got, you're straight in. <laughs> <laughs> Back to rugby league, if we can. It is the Challenge Cup draw tomorrow, as we record this on Sunday evening. It's the Challenge Cup draw at Ellen Road tomorrow. Um, who would you like to see us get? Adam, is there any kind of draw that you'd like to see or go to or what some attraction towards? Um, um I know I know to to lose, to lose, that would have been nice, yeah. Had it <laughs> had they not pulled out. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Um, probably probably Yeah. I'd have Bradford away. Bradford away. Yeah, another one. What if they beat us again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that's a coach killer. <laughs> I would never live, never live it down again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyone that you'd like to get, Phil? Any particular draw? Uh, just, just, just a favourable one. one. Just, yeah. just, so just so that, that we can, that we can build, build, build a bit, build a bit, a bit of confidence. Someone at home. Allow us just to put a. Couple of performances, performances and get some wins on board, board, really. Yeah, kind of give chance, if it will, play Broadbent and Broadbent. Corey Johnson and give all them yeah, a game. Yeah. I'd like us to get, I, I'd like to go to, um, do you know, I'm not even sure who's in it, so I'm probably going to say aside and they've been knocked out. I've, I've never been up to like Cumbria, you know, Whitehaven and yeah, yeah, Baron all them. Yeah. 
I'd like to go up there. A way trip up there would be uh, would be nice. But do you think, in terms of the cup, Adam, do you think that's something that, having seen our start to the league campaign, do you think the cup is something we really should be aiming for this year? Um, um, I mean, we should be we should be aiming for aiming every, every, every night. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I can't really believe I can't really believe we're saying saying you know the league the league started, the league started so badly. I mean, yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Phil. Yeah, like I said, like I said, I think if we get a decent a decent cup run. And hopefully it's that far into Super League and maybe, you know, look at Super League safety. Unfortunately, I know, 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 I Oh God! Relegation battle. By Salford Salford before. before. We have. <laughs> Talking of Salford, we do play them next again on Sky on Thursday. We have got Cruz Leeming and we have got Cam Smith back. Adam, do you think we've got enough to to beat Salford, or do you think it's going to be a tough one? Do you think? How do you see this one going? Um, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm up. I'm up. We have. Um, mm. I mean, when how do you see it going, Phil? Lehman and Cam Smith back up. We got enough to knock Salford over, or be a tough one. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Lehman coming, coming back is maybe give us maybe a bit more go, go, go forward, yeah. a bit more direct, bit more direct middle, middle. middle. Mm. But you know, but, like, you know, like, like I said, we've been by Salford before. There seem to be a bit of a bogey side of ours. They're the playing us when we're not nowhere near to speak, and we're struggling to put performance together. But I'd like to think of like direct direction and go forward, forward a bit better. We're, 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 we're leaning we're, we're, we're back, back in. Yeah, when's, ben, when's Bentley back? Salford is back now. Yeah, you're right. You've just reminded me now. Yeah, he's back. Do you think he's going to get in the team, Adam? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, you look at... Sorry, just to nip in. Gannon and Reese Martin have been two of our better performers this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should get. Yeah, it should get. Mm. I mean, look at the bench. Look at the bench. It's got to get on bench, Charlie. Yeah, it has to be on bench. Yeah, yeah. 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 Reese Martin. You know what? You know what? He's been so personal. Like he's, he's been, been, been one of our one of our better outstanding performers performers so far. You know, so things can always can improve from him as well. But you know. What he's gone through personally, personally, in his personal life, to be one of the better one of the players. Better players. Credit, to credit to him, really. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just shows how professional he is as well, doesn't it? Really, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, to go through such grief, especially what the Warrington game when we didn't know, and it came out afterwards. It's like yeah, bloody yeah. hell. Yeah. He had a right game, didn't he? Yeah. And then he went back, he went back, 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 didn't he? Yeah, and he's gone home and he's come back and still. Yeah. 
definitely our best goal kicker anyway. Yeah, yeah. massive, massive, massive. That's off, that's off, I know. The turnaround's unbelievable. To say you got to fly out there, go through all the protocols, yeah, have yeah, a bloody yeah. funeral, bloody yeah, hell, yeah. and then come back and kind of put your game game day head on and play again. No credit to him. Just shows just how professional he is. Obviously, we just I mentioned him then. Morgan Gannon, new four year deal announced this week. Adam, just how good is this kid? How good is he going to be? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I will do what I will do what. 18 years old. What have you made of Morgan Gannon filling this new four-year deal? Just how good is this kid? I like him, I like mate, him mate. mate. Yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he, plays, he plays a lot wider, a lot than, wider than, his than his years. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. The, my, the only, my only major concern, major concern at minute is, minute is playing him out of position. position. Is that going to have a negative effect on his confidence? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, um, but yeah, but soon yeah, as you get him back in middle, yeah, I like yeah, him. I like I him. He's, I think he's, he's going to have a real, have a real good future. He's in a, a four-year deal that'll take him to twenty-two yeah. years of age. Yeah. That's still, I, still and that's still so <laughs> young. Imagine how good he's going to be at twenty-eight. Know, like ten I, years I, I, time. I reading, ten reading reading years today. He's still at college, college, isn't he? Yeah, he's still at college. College. He's only, just legally become, he's only just legally become a man in like I think his eighteenth birthday in December. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's yeah, already yeah. one of our first teamers. Next Adrian Morley type for me. That yeah. same trajectory. He's a similar player, player, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Mm. I could definitely see him going into pack. Mm. Mm. He's yeah, massive. Yeah, yeah. Second, I, second two. I've been stood next to him before. I spoke to him at like a, a Rhino's hospitality day thing, and he's massive. I'm, I'm only five six, but he's just he's <laughs> to say he's eighteen. He's going to be like GAP size yeah. and a man mountain. I can't wait to see how he um, how he develops for the Rhinos. And yeah. I, I, I do, as Adam says, I think he's going to time down. Time down. Oh, but, definitely. You know, just, you know, we just need to manage his game time, time and, 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 and manage him well. Yeah, make sure he's managing the right, right, areas. right areas. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, he's going to play for England and he's going to play going go to the NRL. I think that that yeah, kind of trajectory yeah. where it's just the sky's the limit for this guy. So we did ask for your questions on, on Twitter for the for myself and the panel. So I'll now open the mailbag. We'll go through some of these questions. Um, I think I'll start with the Rugby League questions first and then we'll kind of go to the other odd bits after. We'll have them for like dessert, if you will. <laughs> so the first question for myself and the panel is from Joe and they ask, what is the worst, worst, sorry, read that again. What is the worst rugby league game you have ever attended? Do you want to answer that first, Adam? What's the worst game you've ever been to? Uh, oh, Jesus. Oh, let me have a think. Let me have a think. I'll go first then. You can both have a little think on that one. My worst ever one was 
2017, Castleford away when they battered us, what, 64 10. <laughs> um, it absolutely siled it down. It rained so bad. We got beat, we got humiliated. Um, Cass 2017, they were great in the league. From that, if you'd have told me leaving that ground that we were going to win the grand final off the, off the back of that game, I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> <laughs> to, see, to see the team we had, the, the, you know, the patched up side we had, and Joe Moon playing in halves with Danny Maguire, it, it just looked like a recipe for disaster. And after, off the back of that, it actually looked like Brian McDermott were going to get the sack, getting the train home and speaking to everybody. Ryan Osfans from Cass, everyone was saying he's got to go. That's it, he's done. And I, I believe as well, didn't McDermott say directly after that game that? Leeds could still win the grand final. I'm sure he nobody, did. Nobody believed him. Yeah, no one believed him. And yet, yeah. come October, there we were, holding it aloft in the <laughs> Old Trafford night sky again. Has that given you enough time to think about the worst game you've ever attended? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on then, Adam, what's the worst game? I'm going to go with the actually. All right. I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Fab Oh yeah. Oh, mm. It was one of my first league memory. league memory and it was Really? In fact, I was only I was only six, six. Oh god, you're too young. I'm going to go I'm going to go for that because because it was it was obviously a lot that was that was That's the worst game. Phil there's, there's, there's been a few over years, 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 hasn't there? Bloody hell. I think anything Castle for, for, for me, like me, like you know, I live in Garfish, just down the road from Castle. Ah, right, yeah. Whenever we get beat by them, my phone never stops. They're always quick to stick the boot in. Yeah, and like you, I would have that game. Oh, God. To win the grand final from there. I remember being stood in a pub in Castleford with my rhino shot afterwards. Just, just, yeah. I just got the absolute rinsed. A whole night of everybody. You had the last laugh, though, Phil. Exactly. Exactly. When we won it again. Come up to Revenger on Sweet. A beautiful dish served up by Danny Maguire. There you go. I think another album taken. It always flashes up on records years ago when we got 70 on us. We got beat 70 points to. Ten and man, a man called ten, ten tries. Ten tries. Yeah. <laughs> just an just an head of it. Yeah. Not, hopefully it'll never happen again, but you never know. Richard Agar and Chad. Tulu Lola Hair might do it on Thursday. Oh, wow. <laughs> Game <Okay>. 11. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. If you're a betting man, put, put your money on Lola Hair getting at least a hat trick. The next question is from Macaulay, and they ask, can you please ask the panel, who is their best player currently playing the game, whether it's Super League or the NRL? Um, my favourite player in Super League at the moment is Harry Newman, but I'll kind of go away from the Rhinos because we always talk about the Rhinos. And outside of the Rhinos, it probably is, and it's quite pains me to say it after he's just kicked our asses on Thursday, but I do like Jake Connor. I do. I am. I, I always do have a soft spot for a bit of a maverick, 
you know, like Rangi Chase and yeah, Gary Schofield, yeah. those that play the game with skill and try things and mm. kind of show off. So I do have a soft spot for Jake Connor. A couple of years ago when he was kind of flirting with the idea of leaving Hull, I really thought we should have moved mountains to try and get him. So mm. it's a player that I'd love that type of player to uh, to play for the Rhinos. Um, who's your best? Who's your best player in Super League currently, Adam? Um, um, currently, currently, really smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's very consistent. He's very consistent. Like, every game, 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 um, Jack, Jack, Jack Wells, Jack Wells, 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 in terms of the NRL, I'm not sure if you two watch it, but my favourite, and I know how, I know how good like Tom Chaboyevic is and Latrell mm-hmm. Mitchell and all them, but I love mainly because of his hair, Ryan Pappenhausen, yeah, yeah. Yes. at the Storm. Yeah. He has the best oh, hair. Class. class. If, if if anyone's not seen him, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll kind of just get your phone or your tablet or your laptop now and just Google him. Because it's just got the most amazing blonde mullet. It just, and, and, it's just and, a and that off. You've got yeah. to be You've good. Got to be good. <laughs> because you cannot play rugby league with hair like that if you are not absolute yeah. dynamite. And he yeah, is, he, I, he, I think he, he's yeah. an amazing player. It's quality. It's quality. He, he, we're saying the other day that because he, he, he put about he three, put three or four kilos on it. Yeah, he is class. Is he your favourite fill in the NRL? Yeah, yeah, he's certainly one I would opt for. Adam, you got any favourites out there? I like, I like Radley, Radley, Victor Radley. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah, relentless, isn't he? He's just a machine. Yeah, just, just. Keeps coming back and keeps getting up. Yeah, I'd love to see him at Leeds. Someone like that, a bit like, a bit like James Bentley, isn't he? Well, Bentley's a bit like him. The NRL, NRL levels above us, above out there. Oh yeah, complete different stratosphere, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to what what we play down here. I know Wolf. I know Wolf said yeah, that's all the rubbish. That's an absolute load of rubbish. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm struggling. When he said that, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, would they win a game? I think I genuinely think that if they were out there, they might, they maybe get two to three wins max. Yeah, yeah. 
the standard out there is unbelievable. Each team, or almost every team, has like one or two million dollar players, like super, really, legit really, superstars. Yeah. It's so a, a one-off, one-off game's, game's all right. Yeah, to do it to consistently, do it consistently week in, week out. They get battered, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Leeds are winning. Yeah, yeah, they would. There's no oven, no oven. No, it'd get mullered. I don't, yeah, I don't it would get completely mullered. You could save that a, a lot of people, couldn't you? Yeah. Imagine, imagine to lose, to lose. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think about to lose in our league, not winning a game, would never win. No, Saints would get two to three wins, absolute max, maximum. The next question is from Duncan. He's a regular on the pod. People have heard this name many times. Duncan asks, how many of the current squad would you get rid of, apart from some of the obvious ones? Who else would you get rid of? Phil, and who who in this squad would you like to see leave? And... Oh, God, where do you start? Bodine Thompson, it's a good starting point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thompson, Tom Briscoe. Yeah, Briscoe, Briscoe, Donaldson, Donaldson, Donaldson. Yeah, yeah. Mella, yeah. are you are you, a, are you a Alex Mella fan, or do you think he should go? Do you know what? Do you I, know don't what? Mind I don't him, mind him, you know. him. You know. All right, right. I, I, don't, I, I don't mind him. Mind him. Um, but I think he's, I think he's, he's just just too inconsistent. Yeah. What, 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 you know, what, you know, week in, week out, one day, he seems to be on the bar. Next thing he's singing so far away, far away from it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. He probably probably fifty with me. Um, Adam, yeah, Thompson, Donaldson, Donaldson, Briscoe. Like I said, he's been a good servant earlier on, but he's the only ever going to remember remembered for this past really. Who else is it? Else is it's, it's a go, it's a go, isn't there? I think, I think it's those four and Brad Dwyer. I think Brad Dwyer's time's up now. I think it's time for Lehman and, and Corey Johnson. Yeah. For me, it's, anyway. It's for me. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, it's thanks a lot, and but, uh, but see you later. And I think it's time for Corey Johnson to take that, that stint from him and in that squad and, have Liam in as well, so those two. So for me, it would be yeah. Mella, Thompson, Donaldson, Briscoe. What about you, Adam? Anyone Anyone else to add to that? Or? Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, ben Fox, Fox, Dwyer. Fox, Dwyer. Dwyer, yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Not Dwyer. I don't think he runs round. He runs round. Like, 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 at time, at time. I, mean, I remember the game. Like, my business is shocking. Yeah. This it's been like it's been like it's for quite a while. It's been like it's for quite a while. Yeah. I had any options. I had any options. Like, say, Johnson. Like, say, Johnson. Now, leaving now. Their time. Happened. We shall see. I think Dwyer, I think Phil mentioned it earlier. He's got, he does bring bags and bags of energy, especially in defence. You know, he'll always keep trying and trying, but then there's times where, and Adam's just said it, there's times where all we need from him is just good ball from dummy half. Just, that's it. Very, very basic. Just just consistently good ball. It's all we need just to build a platform and, you know, 
so a foundation for a to, for a set, and he just it's like, like you don't know what he's doing, do you? It's just it just, it just picks ball, ball up and goes. goes yeah, he yeah, either picks ball up and goes, and no one's got a clue, or he'll he'll pass it and it'll be too low or above someone's head, and you just think, oh god, it's the basics for a hooker, isn't it? Just yeah. Yeah. consistent good ball, you know. That's what about, it. What about um, um, what about what Liam Sutcliffe? What, what's your what, thoughts, what's your on, thoughts on, on Sutton? Sutton? <laughs> um. A bit rocks and diamonds, really. I've never particularly rated him, if I'm honest. Um, I don't think he's a centre, but then I don't know what he is. Um, I know you struggle to put him anywhere, anywhere, don't you, really? Yeah, so is there a place for him in the team currently? Probably. But would I, if the chance came, and I don't know who, but if, if someone were to replace him, or if he, for instance, I've said a million times on this pod, I think that Jack Broadbent should have got the number four shirt. Yeah. yeah. So, for instance, Liam, Su- Liam Sutcliffe was just in the way of Jack getting that shirt for me. So, but is there a space for Sutcliffe in the squad? Possibly. I don't know. It's one of them where if he left, I won't be bothered. No, I won't be bothered. But if he stays, I won't be bothered. If that's if that makes yeah, sense, yeah. it's just there. Where's he <laughs> There's nowhere for him. But it, it, if he left, I, I, won't, I won't particularly bat an eyelid. To be honest, how, how, what are your thoughts on Liam Sutcliffe, Adam? Um, um, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. She'd love it. She'd love it. You can, yeah. you can fall back, fall drop back, him anywhere. Sutcliffe in your squad, I can see that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I think, but I think, didn't start this year. It, it, yeah, I, yeah, I reckon yeah. for the club. Yeah. club. So, so, and did you, did you make that? Like, do we want him? Do we want him? Even though it's, even though it's so, 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 because he is so reliable in a position, which I can understand, I can understand that. that. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 You can understand why that utility in, in rugby league is is massive in it. If there's an injury, then you just you move well, Sutcliffe to wherever. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's up to Sutcliffe to um, to <laughs> fill that void. The next question is from Reese. Reese is a regular on the podcast now, one of the new regulars. And this is not rugby league related. Well, it is in a way. Um, he asks... Where is the best food and drink prior to the game? So I'm assuming, where do you guys tend to eat and drink around Headingley? Is there a certain spot that you always visit or recommend? I, 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 I like, the, I chicken, like the, the chicken, the boneless spikes, spikes me at Headingley. Do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Direct from Headingley. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or Believe not. It or not. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. we work and that I struggle to, to get out and get about and Headingley and, and, and things before the game. Before the so game. I generally so just, generally pick, just pick someone there. there but when you get there, you'd right. recommend yeah, the boneless chicken. They're all right. Yeah. yeah. You know what you, you know get when you can't really go wrong with boneless chicken bites and chips. No, it's a winner. It's a winner. Adam, have you got anywhere you'd recommend? Um. Um. Me too. I'd go, I'd go Wolf back at North Stand. Yeah. Delicious. Good choice. Good choice. I park in Head in the Taps car park, so we always tend to go in there for a drink 
prior to the game. I wouldn't advise going in there after the game on a Thursday because it's just absolutely heaving because it's a student night. night. And it just makes me, as a man of a certain age, it makes me feel astronomically (laughs) old. You know, I stand out like a sore thumb and the, the bar's about 20 deep. So I wouldn't recommend going there after the game on a Thursday. But I like going in there. I've always had a decent meal in there whenever we've eaten in there. But in terms of newer places that have recently opened around Headingley, I am Donna for a Donna kebab. That's like over the road from the box in a oh, really? Headingley. Oh, really? It's just like posh Donna kebabs, but they are yeah, delicious. Yeah. So I would recommend um, people to try that. But there's loads of places in Headingley to eat and drink them. Just kind of throw your scent into it. You can't really go wrong, especially with pubs. I mean, on a summer's day. Yeah, absolutely. On a summer's day, I bet there's no... Better beer garden in the world than original oak. It's massive. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's oh, great yeah, there. Nice, there isn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. So I, I genuinely think that that's the, one of the best beer gardens I've been in. It's enormous. It's got the big screen. It's got the outdoor um, bar where you can walk up and get a drink. And you've got the famous Otley Road run, 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 haven't you? Otley Run, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think if, if, if there's been times where you've kind of gone to watch a, a Leeds game, obviously, at the, at the ground, and you've come back out. And if it's like a World Cup or football World Cup or a football Euros, there's a game on as well. Yeah, like a late yeah. game. And you just yeah. sit in original old beer garden, big screen on a beautiful summer's night. It's just like, there's not many places you'd rather be. No, it's, it, no, it's amazing. No, yeah. I, think we're, I think we're so lucky to have yeah, yeah. The, the, you know, the things we do around the ground, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's yeah. not a Salford, is, is it? Just no. plumped at plumped side, side of motorway. For visiting fans from like, you know, if even if they've just come from like Warrington or Hull, you could really make a, a weekend of it, couldn't oh, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You can watch Get the train over. Yeah, yeah. Watch Rugby on a Friday. Yeah, go out. Go, you could go in Headley, you could get, get the train or bus into Leeds. Unbelievable. We should be. We uh, should, yeah. We'll we'll talk about commission after the uh, <laughs> after we finish recording. See, we're brainstorming now. We're getting the ideas. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk off here. We'll keep it private. We don't want anyone nicking it, nicking our idea. <laughs> this this time, this time, year, Rodney. Rodney. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more question to finish the podcast and I'd like to thank you both for coming on. You've been great guests. I've been really lucky with my guests, but we'll finish with this one. It's from Alan and it's a music question. And he's asked us, what is your favorite album of all time? I'll give you two a, a moment to kind of think on that favorite album of all time. Mine is a quite a basic one. It is London Calling by The Clash. That is definitely mine. I'm a massive Clash fan. Mm. And I just think that that album is um, one of the absolute greatest of all time. I'd recommend anyone to listen to that one. Have you, you guys got a, a favourite album ever? Yeah, yeah. If I had to if listen, had to, to, listen one album, to one album over, over and again, over again I'd probably, I'd probably take, take away. Definitely, definitely maybe. Definitely maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah again, yeah, another classic, yeah, in it. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's one of those albums where, like, like the Clash London Calling, where you're like, you're shocked if someone hasn't heard it. Yeah. Especially like yeah. a younger kid. Like yeah. I, I've worked with people like 18, 19, 20, 20, 22, and they've said like, oh, oh, 
what should I listen to? I'm, I'm after some new stuff, and I've always been like, I, I, just to check, have you heard Definitely Maybe? And they're like, no. I'm like, just start there, please, <laughs> for the love of God, listen to that album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, definitely for me. If I could only listen to... Listen to one album, one again, album again, forever, forever, that, forever, that'd, that'd, be, that'd be, it. be it for me. It's one of those albums where you kind of wish you could hear it again for the first time, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could just yeah, go back yeah. and just, like, listen to it for that first time. Mm. Adam, favourite album? Uh, I was literally uh, talking that same. Really? 100%. I think what 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 has Oasis done Because they're not together again. Because... They're not, they're not living anymore. Yeah. It is one of the greatest albums of all time. And you two have been two of the greatest guests of all time. How about that? What a way to wrap <laughs> it up. No problem. No, no. Thanks, thank, thanks to both of you for coming on. And you, you are more than welcome to just send me a DM if you want to come on again and we'll schedule yeah, a time. Yeah, and again, just definitely, feel free. Definitely. So feel free to uh, slide into the DMs and we'll we'll get something scheduled. So just before we go, a quick prediction from you both, if I can, for the Salford game. Adam, what are Leeds going to win this? Are they going to lose by how many points? Um, um, win by win 12. by twelve. Win by twelve. Yeah. Phil. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably. I'm up, I'm up. 28, 28, 12, 12. Mm. Like that, like for me, I think. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm I'm going to be a little bit more confident I think we'll batter them I'm going to say leads by 30 <laughs> sod it yeah sod it why not <laughs> we can't be any worse no we are definitely yeah I'm, I'm expecting a big turnaround and I think I think we'll batter them gentlemen thank you so much for coming on thank you very, thank much, you very much for having us been no a pleasure, problem pleasure. you two take care cheers thank cheers, you thank you bye bye see you Adam and A. Oh, what about that? Send him off. Send the dressing gate off. Get him off the field. That was diabolical. Get him off the field. So that was the match review panel for Leeds versus Hull. I'd like to thank my two guests, Phil and Adam, for coming on. Two newbies, two great guests. They're welcome back anytime, as I said at the end of the pod there, of the review, sorry. Um, I do have a few more questions from the mailbag, but these are kind of aimed directly at me and the podcast so I thought I'd kind of jump back on and and answer these without Phil and Adam kind of listening to me witter on and on about uh, the podcast so the first question aimed to myself and the pod is from Emma and she asks or they ask sorry don't assume will we ever see a player on the lot pod now, I think what they are getting at is, will we ever hear, will we ever see a current lead Rhinos player on the lot pod? Well, I have reached out to the club. Um, I sent them an email in February, just kind of asking, you know, would would a player be interested in, in coming on and, and, and speaking to me? And then they kind of said, um, who am I? What's the name of the podcast? Where is it available? etc 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 so I sent them back some more information just saying it's just a fan podcast uh, we review games we talk about issues in the game and uh, the lot pods available on everywhere really Google Spotify Anchor 
iTunes, etc. And that's kind of where it's at at the moment. The club have kind of said to me, right, leave it with us and we'll kind of work on it and work with it. So hopefully they've kind of spoke or we are going to speak to some of the players and kind of see if they do want to come on. And I, I did say to the club that it would be an interview of sorts, but not any, anything of any great, intense nature. More of like... Because every time we see players speaking on local radio or radio or telly, Channel 4, Sky, Premier Sports, etc., they are always talking rugby league, which is obvious to say, but that's all we ever get. You know, we never get an insight or very, very little insight into how they tick, what their hobbies and interests are, what their favourite films are, and etc, etc. So I kind of said to the club that it would be more of a getting-to-know-you type podcast interview questions type scenario where I would get questions from listeners and people on Twitter via Lot17A and learn more about that player, you know, and then perhaps a little section where we could talk about teammates. I'm sure you've all seen Soccer AM. I don't even know if it's still on, but it shouldn't be. But like that teammate, so, you know, who's the best trainer? Who's the Who thinks they're funny but they're not? And who's the fastest? Who's the strongest? You know, kind of get a bit of to and throw between teammates and ask them about the favourite films and, <clears throat> excuse me, food, what football team do they like, you know, music, gaming, kind of kind of get more into their psyche and who they are as a person rather than just the the player that we know so much about. So that that's where we're at in terms of will we ever see a player, or hear, sorry, a player on the lot pod. I've kind of thrown that to the club and Hopefully they back it back and at least one of the players is interested in coming on and speaking to me. But so that in terms of current players, that's where we're at at the moment. But I I do think that I've got more chance in an ex-player in a way that you know they don't have to be media trained or go through the process of getting onto a podcast. You know you have to go through the official channels of getting an interview and to see who they're speaking to, make sure they've been vetted and things. I'm assuming that's how it works. So I'd love to get an ex-player on. We've got loads that are true champions of the game. You know, I don't need to mention any of them, but I'd love to get one of them on. And I think, especially those that are on social media, speak trying to speak to them direct might be a good idea, but I'm going to kind of see where I get with the club first and, and a current player. And if that kind of falls flat on its face, I think then I'll start to reach out to former players and see if they want to come on and, and speak to me in a, in, in a very similar fashion, you know, and kind of get to know them more and speak about their ex-teammates and kind of build on... Because we know so much about them on the rugby league field and what they did for us and what they're currently doing now if they are a coach or whatever they're doing currently. So just to get to know them more. That's my, that's my second... That's like kind of like my backup plan, <laughs> want of a better word... Uh, to the, but we'll see how we get on with the with the current players in the club first. So that's the first question aimed towards me in the podcast. And the second question is from L, and they ask, we don't hear many women voices on your podcast. That That's literally all it says. Um, L, I'd love to get more women, more girls, more people onto the podcast 
this is an open platform for anyone of any gender any i'd love to get more variation to the podcast if you do what if anyone out there would like to give their voice would like to lend their voice please do feel free to get in contact with me via at lot 17 on twitter as i've said many times that's the only way to contact me it's the only social media i use you can uh, do it via comments or you can my dms are always open my direct messages you can send me a message if you'd like to come on it's an a complete open platform for anyone of any gender or any age it's it, this this platform is was created for people's voices as i've said pre- on previous podcasts i think the best voices in the game in sport in, ev- in any sport i think the best voices are those of the fans i think that platforms uh sorry platforms like talk sport and sky sports news and sky and channel 4 and everyone else in the game we hear them opinions a lot from the professionals we don't hear enough from fans I know there's great fan pages and accounts in football and rugby league and all across Twitter and YouTube and I think that the best sorry I dropped my pen I think that the best content is fan driven content that's why I created this podcast to get guests on to kind of pull games apart and have a platform for fans to uh, offer their opinion so if any women are interested in coming on please do feel free to get in contact with me we can schedule a time where you can come on and review a game with us um, I also have another question it's not directed at me necessarily but it is from Laurie from Loiner's View and it, this question just got overlooked because as I record this it is Sunday evening 13th of March and Laurie sent this question on the 11th of March so when I was recording the questions with Adam and Phil, it, I, I kind of got lost. But then I remembered, oh, Laurie's question. He kind of wants a question on every week, so we're going to go forward with that. Just talking of Laurie, we did a Twitter space for the Wakey game. If anyone that's not quite up to standard, and what what, what is a Twitter space, Eddie? It's it, it's essentially like a live radio show, and it's like li- people talking live via Twitter. And... A lot of people jumped on and kind of spoke with myself and we watched the Wakefield game. Well, Laurie went to the game and then at half-time he jumped onto the Twitter space. It, it was some really good work and I do thank him for that. And we probably will do a Twitter space again in future, so keep an eye out for that on, on Twitter and I'll, I'll schedule one in sometime when I'm a bit less busy. But Laurie's question was... We had two questions, actually. And the first one was... What's the best cartoon character ever? I think it's easy to say Homer Simpson or Peter Griffin or Rick Sanchez or um, the fella from Bob's Burgers or, you know, someone like that, someone that's really comedic. The best cartoon character ever. Let me think. try and think outside the box here. I'll probably go with Top Cat. That's probably just as cliche as the others, but I think Top Cat or yeah, Top Cat for me, the best ever. I used to love that as a kid. It used to, before school, I'm showing me age now. Used to be on like BBC Two or Channel Four, like six o'clock in the morning. It's your Top Cat. That's how I really got into that before school. Um, so I'd say Top Cat probably the best cartoon character ever. Not ruling out Homer and The Simpsons and Millhouse and things like that. I'll say Top Cat. And the second question from Laurie is, who would be your rugby league 
commentary dream team of three people. Danny Maguire, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, in terms of commentator, I'd, I know Channel 4 got Mark Wilson and I, I think he's good. I think he's good. Um, I want, I'd like someone new, whoever that is. You know, a fresh voice, someone that's not Northern. Um, who that is, I'm not sure. M- maybe even going back to an old commentator. No, I don't mean old. Someone who's previously commentated on rugby league. Someone like John Champion. Didn't he commentate on rugby league in the 80s and 90s? Someone like that. Or, you know, one of these great football commentators like Peter Drury. I love Peter Drury when he does the football. Someone like that could could they come and come on board like a, like a household name in terms of commentary? So I'd say Danny Mags, Peter Drury, and probably Kev. Easy for me to say as a Leeds fan, but I just think as in as we mentioned on the match review, he is the face of rugby league and everything that he's done recently on on BBC Breakfast. There's been no bigger platform for people in the game. So I think probably Kev, Danny and Peter Drury, as realistic as that would be, that would be my three, uh, my rugby league commentary dream team. Thanks a lot for listening everybody, that, that's enough of me rambling. Um, as I've said before, if you do want to come on the podcast, please get in touch with me via Twitter, at Lot17A. We'll be back for a review of Salford, um, I think we're going to have a big Leeds win. See you on that review. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for taking part. See you next time. Cheers, bye.